Hello, hello to my Bow Tribe. Welcome to another episode of Bow Knows Business. I am your host, Nick Cobra. I am the proud founder of the Bow Collective. What is the Bow Collective? You know, we are 50 bad as black women business owners we are trying to make a difference not only in our communities but in each other's businesses we are trying to grow scale and serve i um i just made that up but it is really true we are trying to grow our businesses but we're really trying to serve as a resource to one another as well and today i am going to introduce you to one of my all-time favorite people on the planet and I like a lot of people, but I like her the most. She's one of my front row peeps. I've known her for many years. She is a member of the Boat Collective, a proud owner of Pump It Up, not one, but two um, Pump It Up locations. And I want you to hear her story. I want you to clap it up. I need you to start clapping in that audience for one of my best friends in the world, Miss Denise Smith. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> Thank hey, you for that awesome introduction. So kind. You I feel the same way. Kind, girl, I'm just telling the truth. You really are one of my favorite all-time people. You just, you laugh at all my jokes, first of all, which is a prerequisite <laughs> to being my friend. <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. And you happen to be, yes, a badass Black woman, entrepreneur, wife, mother, all around advocate. And um, and I'm just, I'm really proud to know you and proud to be able to help you tell your story about entrepreneurship today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here with you today. <laughs> I see you all the time. So to be your guest is like such an honor. <laughs> well, listen, so um, let's start like we always do. You know the format. Um, we love Michelle Obama. We love her becoming story. And that has been our favorite format um, for our Bo sisters um, and the Bo uh, broadcast, uh, podcast. So what we're going to do is we get to take it all the way back together. We start with little Denise. What <laughs> is her story? Where were you born and raised? I happen to have been there, so I know. But will you please... Let's focus on your childhood, girl. Tell us where you were born and what were you like as a child? Oh, awesome. I'd love to go back to my childhood. I am from, as we know, both know our hometown, Oakland, California. And I'm born and raised. That's my home, even though I live in Maryland now. Oakland is still home and will always be home to me. Um, I had, a, a, a honestly, a, a blessed childhood. I had two parents. I had such a support foundation um, with even with my from my parents, my grandmother, my aunt. You know, I had um, a lot of a foundation that really grounded me, that really loved me and supported me. And, you know, my foundation was was what got me to where I am. You know, that family support and those cheerleaders in my life through my whole life um, really shaped me. My parents worked hard. They were in the school systems and educators. And so they valued education. Um, and so I feel that, you know, seeing them and, and inspired me to want to achieve, to uh, go on to college and get my master's. And I saw 
you know, my my dad worked so many jobs just because, you know, um, yeah, he, he worked a lot. And so did my mom. They, they really worked hard to, to really give us an opportunity and, and to set us off in life so we can have, you know, great opportunities. And that's what I've so hardly instilled in my, instill in my children. That and mm-hmm. I, and I, I do just want to say, I want to go back because you used the word cheerleader. Sorry there. You use the word cheerleader. You talk about your parents. You know, you I happen to have grown up with you. I know that you have always had this infectious, you know, can do spirit and not only being a cheer, a literal cheerleader, but you know, you just, were you born with this? Where was, where, did your parents, you know, is it, is it DNA? Is it something that kind of developed over time? Cause you seem to have tremendous confidence and goodwill just as a child. So I'm just wondering, do you think it was kind of, you were born this way or your parents kind of instilled something in you? You know, thank you for that compliment. I try to be a uplifting person. I try to, my favorite thing is to smile because I know the value in smiling and, and getting other people to smile when you smile. And so I, not to brag, but in high school, I was voted prettiest smile. And so, and, and so that, you know, to me, that stuck with me because I, and I get a lot of comments. Oh, I like your smile. And you know, it doesn't hurt to just smile at someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at the age of 12 years old. Wow. And that could have really, so when you say it's in my DNA, I always feel that, you know, it was hard. It was a setback. It was, I had to have shots, you know, weekly shots. And I had to, you know, go to blood work and do a lot of things. And my parents, you know, I know I could have taken the the road of like, oh, woe is me. But we always, with my parents and my own self, like, I'm not going to let this arthritis, this disease set me back or keep me from achieving my goals when I know there were children diagnosed that were in wheelchairs and that they could not walk, get to school or cheer and dance and the things that I still was able to do. So I'm like, Denise, you can't let that. You can't complain when there are other people that wish they can do some of the things you do. Yes, you may not be able to do it to the level of other people, but you still can do it. And when I decided to cheer, my doctor was like, I don't think you should do that. I'm like, no, I'm cheering. When I, he, he discouraged you. Huh? My, my doctor was like, that's not you know good for your joints. Especially, Nicole, yeah. as as I decided to go to attend Howard University. Yeah. And there are so many reasons why I chose Howard, not only because I wanted to get back to D.C. when I visited in eighth grade and I love the city, but <laughs> what Howard represented. And the first thing in the in School of Communications and all the, the wonderful, amazing um legacy that Howard had. I just, you know, I I had to be there. But my doctor said, but it's the East Coast and it's going to be cold. And you live in California where the climate is warm and your joints, you should not, you should not go to a climate. And I, it was literally in one ear out the other. 
I packed my bag, said goodbye, doctor. I'll find one in DC. I don't think, and you, I ever got that. I don't think you ever shared that, girl. Yeah. And you know, but that is, I mean, if I could just have a moment of a personal privilege and tell you all that, yes, I, I have known Denise definitely since high school. I feel maybe a little earlier. But I, and I have obviously known about your arthritis, but it was always like an afterthought. It was, it was really never in my consciousness because first of all, you were my cheerleading rival, like whatever, like I'm not going easy on her. We are about to set it out. Oh, we can go right now, girl. <laughs> I mean, she was at Skyline. I was at Odell. Yeah. But I never saw any limitation. You are the quintessential no limit soldier. And when you tell me about Howard, I mean, and tell me how your doctor um, tried to put limitations on you, tried to make you afraid, tried to make your disability, your narrative, you said it was in one ear and out the other. And that type of conviction is literally the foundation of which I know you've built your whole life. But I, I did, I just want to say, I was like, yes, I know that, it, I mean, I know that that was something that you had to deal with, but I have to say maybe 10% of your whole interaction with me might have addressed that maybe 5% because we're just always doing, going, seeing, conquering. And that yes. is, that is who you are. Oh, Thank I love you for that. recognizing that. And that has been, and my parents have said that about that they admire that I, you know, I never let it kind of stop me from achieving anything that I wanted to. At 30, I got a knee replacement and I was the youngest person that was on the, the whole wing that, you know, they're like, we are the baby of the wing. I'm like, yeah, I'm 30 with like 80 year olds getting knee replacements, but let's do it. Got to keep moving. So... Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, I've, I've never let that. But, you know, to say that if that's my biggest ailment that I've had to deal with, I'm blessed. Oh, I love it. I I'm love blessed. it. Well, thank you for sharing that because I know that you have inspired um, many people just sharing your story and not just sharing um, the challenge, but sharing your perspective shift, your narrative. You control your narrative instead of letting facts and, and circumstances control you. So so with that, now we know that nugget about you. Let's, let's go on beyond Howard. So you graduate from Howard. Um, I personally know that somebody was there along your side. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your, your second chapter of your life after Howard. You know, where, what was your, your next influence in, um, in terms of your career? So I went to Howard to a major in communications and I started working um, what I thought then was my dream job in uh, radio. I started working at ABC Radio as promotions manager for um, a smooth jazz chant station. And well, that wasn't my first job, but that was my main, my, my, one of my key jobs. Uh, of course, in broadcasting, you have to kind of work your way in. But 
I loved it, um, putting on big concerts and the Capitol Jazz Fest, helping with that, promoting that as a radio station. Had such great exposure, met all the celebrities you can possibly think in that in, in that genre. And really loved the staff that I, you know, the team that I worked with at ABC Radio. I loved broadcasting. It was a lot of fun. My husband at the, so my husband and I um, started dating when I was still at Howard. And he was in consulting and he is the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. He's always talked about, you know, one day I want to open up business. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm in my world at ABC Radio. That's, you know, fine. And so he kept talking about it. He's like, well, we don't have a business idea. What's our business idea? And so I was like, I mean, I have no idea. I honestly thought I was going to be working in radio for my career. Mm-hmm. But as I did pursue my master's while I was at ABC Radio in marketing, but as you see the, the you know, things changing in the industry, you see people's jobs going away. All of a sudden, you don't feel as secure, you know, and you kind of wonder about your future. So my husband's like, see, you're worried about your future. We can plan our own destiny. We need to plan our future. We can control our future if we open a business. I'm like, oh, here we go again, you know? And so... We, but, but, you know, when you think about finance, what year is that, Denise? I just want that was in about 2003 mm-hmm. when we just were like, okay, let's start, start talking about, about it. it. So, the so for us, okay, we didn't have kids yet. For us, we needed to think of a business. We wanted, so then he kind of got me convinced and excited, and you know, I kind of see the things changing at ABC Radio. So, I was open, but we didn't have a business idea, I had no idea. So, our friends, um, I have to say, they live in Charlotte, uh, yeah. and I have to give them a shout out. My my <laughs> wonderful friends, William and Hope Summerhill, they lived in Charlotte. They called us excited because they were going to buy a franchise called mm-hmm. Pump It Up. They had three children, and they were like, it's a kid party business, and we did not have kids. And we we're like, ooh, good luck to you. <laughs> not interested, right? <laughs> so... We, you know, we didn't have kids. We didn't understand kids. We were like, okay, good for you. That sounds great, but no, thank you. And they were like, no, 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 we have to tell you about it. It's an indoor, inflatable party place. There's none in the country. They're starting to build this concept mm-hmm. across the country. It started in California. And they're like, just, just, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're so excited. So we're like, you know, they're indoor moon bounces. Sounds good. Good luck. So I would say months later. We were at, my husband and I were at his company picnic or cookout. And all they, you know, the company had all these moon bounces in the field, you know. And all of our friends who had kids were like, we really want to talk to you guys, but we cannot leave our, get our kids out of these inflatables, these uh-huh. moon bounces. So you can only talk to us if you come over here by the entrance because we can't, get them ki- we can't get the kids out of there. So we're like, wait a second. It started to spin for us. Like, wait a minute. Our friends mentioned something about moon bounces. Mm-hmm. And then also in conjunction, my um, to my husband, uh, his older sister had two children. Mm-hmm. And she was an inspiration also because she started telling us kid party businesses are a big deal. People yeah. don't want to have it in their homes anymore. They right. want to go out. They want to have them outside. So we're outside of the home. So then we started putting two to two together. Yeah. And that's where we called the, our friends back. We were like, you know what? 
we're kind of interested. And that's how we ended up buying a franchise. I, the love, it. Franchise. I love it. And you know what is so important because I think you are, um, you have such great insight because many of our businesses are not franchise models. And I think this is so great for our audience to kind of see a contrast. Um, number one, number two, the fact that you are one of our first um, guests that own a business with your your spouse. So I want to go down those two unique lines of questions, if you will. The attorney and me, I'm like, okay, let me let me get her on this. So franchise models, tell me more. Tell me, um, and let's spend like two minutes on. Um, what were some of the, the strengths of having a franchise model? Because you have done this nearly 20 years, right? So yes. that is, uh, uh, I mean, that has to be one of them. Number, and then tell me, um, what are some of the challenges in terms of being an owner with a brand, with a franchise? So I will tell you, as I mentioned earlier, since we did not have a business concept in mind, the franchise model is amazing because someone gives you a blueprint. It's still our business. We still have the own the LLC. We have all the rights to our business. However, when going to the franchise model, the franchisor has a blueprint. They have proven a track record of success. So you're looking at their blueprint. You're looking at their target market. You're looking at their locations of where, what, how did they have success? And then you can mirror that model, but it's someone else kind of giving you the business concept, but making it yours. Right. And so the other leverage is that having the for as Pump It Up grew, you have the, the what do they call it? The um, scale of the, the economies of all the different stores. So we have the leverage of multiple stores, right. leveraging vendors. So now it's not just, you know, Tillman and Denise Smith going to, um, you know, a vendor and trying to negotiate T-shirts or socks or the things that we need on our own. Our franchisor, the corporate office, can they can now negotiate the number of the scale that's what it's called. so you know and so now a hundred stores are ordering the same uh, t-shirts and socks and so the price is gone down and and that helps you also we the franchisees share ideas so we all are in different cities we're all in different markets but a lot of the the different types of offerings. So we're not just a birthday party place. We're a special events. We do glow parties. We do corporate team building. So those ideas came from other franchisees that are like, you know, I tried this and it worked. And then all of the system is now doing it. So there's a benefit of, you know, marketing together of even though we're in different markets, but to share best practices, Absolutely. which if your own, you're going to, on your own having to figure it out mm -hmm. and nothing's wrong with that because people have done real well the the you know downside people say oh i don't want to give any of my revenue to a company to a corporate office i don't you know i don't want to give it well for us our revenue was so great because we found a, a, a brand we were the second to open up yeah. in this tri-state area right. so 
we had the leverage of we had the lines out the door. No one knew of us. So I still had the challenge of branding Pump It Up in Maryland. No one heard of us here. They knew heard of us in California. However, the corporate office helped us with that. They helped us with the tools. They helped us with the collateral. So all I had to do was put the logos on flyers and send it out. So, you know, and, and our reservation system is to as with the corporate, the mm -hmm. website. So the things that people have to start from scratch and mm -hmm. just say, you know, Google, how do I open up my start my website or, or, or right. register or what, you know, reservation system, if that's what you need for your, you know, your, your business that was given to us and provided for us. So I saw the, and I can call corporate office if I needed help for anything. There's different departments. We needed help with finding a, a new inflatable. We have vendors for that. We have vendors for all the things that we need to operate our store as well as, you know, but training was up to us. It was my gut. Um, one of my benefits is training young people, the high school kids that are coming in their first jobs. And you know what? The reward that I felt when they left and had kids and came back to have a birthday party because Pump It Up was a family to them and they grew up in our store. That is what made it so rewarding to me. And it's a happy place. My mom always says, pump it up is a happy place. You can't, if you're having a bad day, you walk in there and kids are just happy to be there parents yeah. who've been there like 20 times may not be as happy but their kids and i tell them i'm like i don't want to see that frown i want you to see i don't care that you've been here 10 times this week you are. <laughs> i'm gonna pump you up anyway and the kids are having fun and that's what makes it it is every day of course i have challenges of course the pandemic was a nightmare of course 2007 with the recession pump it up is a a disposable income not a necessity right so when people are like bread and butter or milk or having a party i'm not gonna you know but for the most part people want to celebrate their kids in yeah. good times and bad times yes girl and we're oh, able to help them girl you need to put kids. this on your website this was Amazing. I want you make me my old behind when I have kids and bring them to my <laughs> You have kids, you know, your kids are too old. They are, I am, and they are too. So, <laughs> so, but no, I love, love, love that. We, um, we're almost at time. We got two more real important subjects. I do want to talk about because um, th this is another intersection where we are similar, where we work with our spouse, right? And I, um, I think that there are so many lessons to learn. You, you have just celebrated, I believe, your twenty fourth anniversary. You're coming yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're good. I know that because my I took my three month year three month old to your wedding, so I will oh. never forget. <laughs> And you always have to stay married, so I can always <laughs> celebrate your is. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but I want to talk about what do you think are some of the blessings um, and some of the things that you can uh, give to couples, um, just couples in general, that um, working with your spouse, um, some of the key um, key ingredients that you think 
you bring from your business to your personal side or from your personal side to your business? That's a great question. I think that for my husband Tillman and I, we balance each other so well. So even though he was the entrepreneur, he was the mastermind behind us doing this. He was a financial. He made it happen. He did. But I, because of my personality, who I'm a mom and I love kids and I love, you know, you know, playing. And so it made sense for me to operate the store and to kind of run it. But he was the he was a mastermind behind it. So us understanding each other's strengths and weaknesses and respecting them Respect. and encouraging them. Yeah. That is and taking that from our our business to our home life. We, yes, we do talk about public. <laughs> Sometimes our kids are like, this is dinner time. Do we always have to talk about a business? So we try to realize that there are times that the time that we kind of catch up is during dinner time. But I, it's good, I think, to for the kids to hear the good things and the triumphs and the, you know, things that we need to the challenges of our business. So I think the kids is good for them, but yet the key for us is communication and the key for us has been really understanding and acknowledging each other's strengths and weaknesses yeah. because and celebrating them yeah. because you Instead know to change them right never <laughs> ever ever have we tried to change um and and knowing like you know and, and finding this business has been great because i had my hesitations i was scared but because i realized how much i love interacting with people. I love customer service. You know, it has really, and he's like, see, I told you it was going to be the right thing to do. So I have to admit, I always give him kudos that he's right. He was right. He was a visionary. And um, I don't think he'll ever stop being an entrepreneur. He's always looking for them. What's the next thing? What are we going to do now? So I, I love that about him. That's wonderful, honey. Well, mm -hmm. I'm so glad I got to, this is, it, it, I knew it would go by super fast. Um, <laughs> I I love what you shared about um, a franchise. I love what you share about your vision, um, perspective change, about obstacles in your own life and how you have applied that just in general um, to both work life and personal. I do want to leave you, I'm just so grateful. I want to leave our audience with a nugget about the Bow Collective. And, um, you know, we just finished um, having another meeting amongst our membership. What does the Bow Collective mean to you? And what do you hope that we're able to achieve together? Wow, I have been so honored to be a part of the founding members of the Boat Collective. I am inspired, truly inspired by the women in all types of walks of life, in all types of industries that they are in. And they are to be in a room with these extremely successful women that are empowering, that are encouraging, that are supportive of each other and want to have that same collective of, you know, sisterhood, of empowering each other and seeing each other's success and, and all that we can do together and grow as a, a membership, as a group. It is extremely empowering. And to have in that room where we were all together, our first um, meeting, I left on a high. I left so inspired and so encouraged that I could call anybody 
that was there. And just say that I'm in the, you know, I, I was there at the meeting. I met you. We, they might remember my face, but I know that they would have my best interests and do whatever they can. And I would feel the same way for them. I have always, um, wanted to inspire and talk to other women um, and, and inspiring business owners, especially franchisees, because fear, you don't want to let fear hold you back. And I have a quote by Dr. Jonetta Cole that said, fear is an inability to put yourself in the position to see that there is nothing to fear. Oh, I love it. Uh and if you let yourself be afraid or put it off and put it off, why? You, yeah. you, you're going to hold yourself back when you realize there is absolutely nothing to fear. And so that is, and Unicorn are the true person, that true person that has inspired me to know that you fear nothing. I, I can't imagine what all that you have taken to overcome to, to you started the business, you know, your business from the ground. And we've talked about that. You didn't have a blueprint and you made it successful. You looked at these women and saw and put us together and see the vision and us collectively really growing and making an impact on this world. And I thank you for that. And I'm just proud to be your friend and be along for this journey. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Girl, listen, our audience is going to think I pay y'all every week to say nice things. <laughs> you all do. But it's deserving. It's deserving and it's from the heart because you are our inspiration. You really are. You're a true leader. You're a true oh. leader. And we thank you for putting us, bringing us together because it's needed. We all need it. And we thank you for being that visionary behind us. Well, I love you and, love and I you. say this and I, I sincerely mean it that, um, you know, love is my catalyst. Love is my, the thing that I'm excited about. And so I really, really love my friends. I really try to see how we can come together and do great things together. And, um, and I just know um, that my job is very easy because you all are awesome. <laughs> you all are gracious, kind, amazing people. So I really have a, quite an easy job to lead leaders, to lead beautiful, yeah. humble, you know, humble people. Mm -hmm that work hard and really want to make a difference. And so, so with that, we are at time. I want to do one thing, leave you with one word. Um, please let our audience know how they can stay in touch with you, not only to bring their kids and their grandbabies, but also words of encouragement, words of inspiration. How can they stay in touch with you? Oh, awesome. So my our website for Pump It Up is pumpituppparty.com. It's easy. You put your zip code in and you'll find the lo lo location near you. Hopefully it's our stores in Maryland. But my email is Denise Smith dot piu for pump it up dot piu at gmail.com so i would love to talk to anyone that um has more questions wants to learn about pump it up or any franchise i'd love to help thank you dear thanks so much for coming by it was great thank you for having me i'm, I'm just it's so exciting to be here so thank you so much 
And guys, that concludes yet another amazing episode of The Bow Knows Business. Please follow us on social media at The Bow Collective. Come on our website, thebowcollective.org. All of our podcasts are listed there. Um, Denise is going to give us some words uh, in terms of a, 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 a blog, too. We just really want to share our stories and try to make your businesses as successful as possible. We love you. Come back next week and we'll have another amazing story to share. Take care.